Hey SEOs and content marketers, say goodbye to crazy spreadsheet mashups and experience unprecedented connectivity between your SEO planning and reporting data. Introducing Audience Key, technology for keyword mapping, content brief automation, and rank tracking that form an SEO strategy system providing unparalleled feedback loops between planning, reporting, and optimization activities. Put your time and energy into strategy, not data upkeep. Visit audiencekey.com and apply for a free trial today. WMR.FM. It's the 27th of April, 2023. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Christine Schackinger from Sites Without Walls. Howdy, Christine. How you doing? Good. How are you today? I am pretty good. It's been a, uh, a long week. A, uh, it's been an interesting week. Um, you know what? I'm mostly good, but the truth is I'm having a little bit of trouble with, a, uh, with, with Google Search Console. It's um well I think all of us are actually it hasn't updated new data since uh, since Monday now this podcast was recorded on a Thursday so that might since Monday mightn't seem like such a long time ago until you reckon that this podcast was recorded on a Thursday <laughs> this is true the um so so fresh data is um coming up for Tuesday with fresh data means it's you know probably good but not entirely good. The last solid data that's coming up in Google, though, is for is for, for, for Monday, like like three and a half, four days ago. They'd love and, to do that when they're doing updates. Okay, so we know there's an update going on. Um, yeah. Barry uh, has reported on um, on lots well, of others in the industry reporting on an update happening, and there very likely is. But yeah, Google's holding data back. Um, and I'm just, just looking at Search Console again as we speak to confirm that, in fact, um, we don't have new data past uh, past Monday, which is frustrating. Very, and you usually have new data ahead of me because I'll tell you I don't have new data. And you're like, what are you talking about? But apparently, they're not giving anyone new data right now. <laughs> no, I'm um, Ashton Alawalia um, in in Sydney, Australia. I'm sorry, in, in uh, Melbourne, Australia, also reported. Um, he's only seeing data from Monday, which may actually mean Sunday in our time. Um, this is true. And and to clarify for people who are new to the podcast, I am in the United States and Jim is in Canada. So sometimes Canada gets it ahead of us. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also on the Eastern time zone, although um, uh, uh, all stuff in Search Console is in Pacific time, uh, which is where Vegas is. Um, so um, anyway. If you're looking at Search Console and you yourself are frustrated that you can't see any progress past Monday, well, neither can the rest of us. Uh, you're not <laughs> alone, but it does probably mean that something is happening in at Google's end. And um, this doesn't necessarily presage a massive uh, update, but it often presages some form of update. Usually, yeah, they usually hold off on the metrics from GSC when they're doing an update release or an update. Completion. They did just finish an update completion, so it could be that. Um, no. no, I was complaining to you earlier the, earlier today about you know I've, 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 I'm fortunate enough right now to have just solved a problem for a client, and I've got that that wonderful hockey stick um, upward upward progress in Search Console that you know is just the best dopamine hit you can possibly have as an SEO. And so, Christine, I called you earlier today complaining about this, wondering if you were seeing weird uh, Search Console stuff too. 
And so I go over to Google Analytics and, you know, at least I get a little bit of confirmation that there's still action happening because Google Analytics is showing data up until yesterday. But remember, Google Analytics looks at users, new users um, and sessions. Well, uh, Search Console looks at click data and Google looks at those at, at, at users and click data differently. But they will correlate to some degree. So yeah. I feel a bit better. That's good. Yeah, it'll definitely, definitely should match up in graph form, not necessarily actual numbers, but should see similar, similar visits in the ups and downs. Well, now I'm looking at uh, Google or Universal Analytics 3, and I'm looking mm -hmm. at a, uh, a screen that you know, I can understand the screen in my sleep. I've looked at it so often, eh? Yeah, me but too. But not for much longer. <laughs> Do you, 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 you obviously have um, about several million um, Google Analytics or uh, Search Console profiles registered to your email address, right? Yeah, but you know what? It's on my dump account, which is my Gmail account. So I have, don't, they don't get all those notifications unless I go looking for them. Oh, I was going to say, if you do, and, 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 and you probably do. Okay, so anyone who does have uh, <laughs> a Gmail account <laughs> and have their, 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 their search console or um, analytics accounts tied to their email, um, you've been inundated with warnings today about the pending demise of Google Analytics or Universal Analytics 3, what we all know and love as Google Analytics, because um, as of June, it's gone. Yeah, I told. Yeah, go ahead. The end. I was going to say, like, 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 up, 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 look to play. The end date is coming, and actually, it is upon us. The end date is coming, and it does not carry over your data. There are other analytics programs out there that will import your data from the old TA if you want to preserve your historical data, which is a really good idea. <laughs> what um, are some of those programs? Okay, so so when you say oh, you would ask me, I'd have to go well, look because I don't remember them off the top of my head. So when you say it won't port your data over, for 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 some listen, what do you mean by that? You mean oh, so, 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 so it's gone? It's just just ethered. If you haven't added your G, I, I had clients as soon as the announcement came out add their G four tagging. Um, if your G four tagging is the day you put it on, is the day you'll have data from. So if you put it on tomorrow, that will be the day that your last data is in uh, G4. They're importing nothing over. Let's just be honest. G4 is a big um, poop explosion and they know it. I have a, I know someone who talked to them internally. They know it is, but they still gonna roll it out because of deadlines and things like that for other reasons. That's... Um... It's almost stunning. I know that there are some uh, large scale enterprises um, and uh, the enterprise editions of uh, UA3 will continue, I believe, until December. Yeah, but they, they too year. will they be rolled over. Year. Yeah, they get an extra year. If you're paying them 100000 a year, you get an extra year. But they're not giving us that extra time they should. Although a big, big uh, company this week informed me they are now off analytics they have moved over to adobe they don't like adobe much more but they hate <laughs> that much yeah no, adobe analytics isn't known for being particularly user friendly either but uh, apparently they have dropped their paying account their hundred thousand dollar year account and have now moved over to adobe they will not be using g4 anymore except for having the tag on in case they need it for ads or something okay now this is doom and gloom 
it's not too late to efficiently change over to uh, Google no. Analytics 4. What you're going to get may or may not make you happy. Um, it's really not too late to learn a lot about Google Analytics 4 and uh, about the environment. Um, a quick uh, uh, disclaimer, the recommendation I'm about to make is a personal friend and my former business partner, but Alan Connect, if I Connectology, um, absolutely worth checking out his videos. And um, if you have a, a larger client who still needs to make that migration and you want to do it right, honest to goodness, talk to Alan. Um, yeah, he, definitely. He's, he's one of, he, he, in fact, he's the SEO go-to when it comes to um, uh, uh, setting up uh, uh, analytics. Him um, and Cushing um, and, and, and yeah. a handful of others are the SEO go-to people. Those are my two go-tos. Those are always the two, uh, Annie and, and Alan. Alan, Annie's been a little busy with personal stuff lately, so yeah. I've been um, sending everyone to to Alan because Alan is awesome. And uh, G four, you definitely let's put this way. Of course, this is my personal opinion about it being a poop explosion, but um, there's a lot of people share that opinion. You're going to have to have it on there, even if you don't use it as your primary analytics, because you're going to need to use it for other information like for when you're running ads and things like that, conversions, those kind of things. But I would still tell people to seek out one of the um, e sites, uh, one of the analytics programs that will import your old data because when you're trying to figure out why your site's not performing well, not having that historical data, it can be very important. Like it can look like, oh, you're not doing so good. And then you go look at last year, oh, it's seasonal, it's no big deal. You can't do that with G4. You won't be able to compare the old data unless you had the tag on last year. So um, you might need to carry two analytics programs if historical data is important for you. Now, this is something we're going to have to ask um, either Annie or Alan, whomever we can get on first. We should but, have them um, on, yes. Absolutely, we should have them on. And yes. uh, um, as I understand it, um, Google Analytics 4, which is the new package, not to be confused with what you have now, which is Universal Analytics 3. <laughs> Confusing, UA. I know. So UA3 <laughs> and GA4, do they look at session data the same way? Do they look at user data the same way? Is there any discrepancies in there that um, will make um, May 2023 different from August 2023? I well, if you had the G4, the only way you can look at that is if you had the G4 tag on the whole time. So you'd only be comparing G4 data. They're not importing any G3 data. Okay, well. Um, no UA data will be imported. So it really won't matter how they're you know, measuring it, unless, of course, you have other data to compare it to. I, I will be honest, I have not done the deep dive into G4. I kept hoping that they would extend it because <laughs> my clients don't want to use it. Um, but uh, I'm now going to have to do that this weekend. I'm gonna, there's an actual certification test at Google that I'm probably going to wander through. So. Well, I um, I have done. I have worked with uh, with both GA uh, or UA and and G4, and um, there are slight discrepancies, not huge, um, but uh, in the future, your historic data may be off. Um, as, as much as, as uh, uh, one or two percent um, between UA and GA. Um, which, which so be aware of that. So I'm sorry, Christine. 
you know, what's your direction? Because like one percent doesn't sound a lot, but if you're but at scale, like it's a company, enormous. yeah, if you're a company doing a billion sales a year, one percent's a lot. No, uh, <laughs> or more, more million or a million. More yeah. research needed. In fact, I'm I uh, got two computers going. The one that I have uh, analytics open on is. Um, over on the other side of the desk. And when we go to another topic, I'll have time to be able to, to go over and start looking at it. Um, but the, 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 the email came out today, warning people migrate to Google Analytics 4 ahead of the deadline. It um, offers uh, links to a number of uh, um, very helpful Google videos and uh, definitely worth, um, well, actually not worth checking out, mandatory to check these yeah. out because this is a new <laughs> environment whether, whether you like it or not, and if you don't like it, you're with most of us. <laughs> um, but this is just the way it's going to be. Um, some good, some good stuff. Some really, really, really nice stuff. Um, huge shout out and uh, thanks to um, Roger Monty. Webcology again has made it into the top podcasts for SEOs um, at Search Engine Journal for 2023. Um, it's nice to be, uh, it's wonderful to be on this list. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honor. And so um, thank you to, thank you again to, to, to Roger Monty. And, well, and, also th and thank you to Dave, because this is, you know, based on yours and Dave's years of work. I've filled in for many years, but I'm not the crux of that. I just started a couple months ago being a full-time co-host. So I think it's awesome that uh, you guys have done such a great job over the years and that I get to help continue the tradition. Yeah. If you only listen to one SEO podcast a week, and I quote, Webcology should be at the top of your list. That that that's that's wonderful. You know what else I noticed? This is actually kind of a bittersweet thing. Um, we're the last of the old Webmaster Radio stable of uh, of um, podcasts to, um, to 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 make this list. We're, we're we're the last one standing. Oh wow! Oh. Um, SEO one hundred and one, um, and uh, uh. uh what was Darren's show? Goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> oh my God. As he, uh, as he guru, um, there was, there was one other show that constantly made lists, but uh, yeah, we're the, we're the, we're the last standing. So I'm proud of that in a way, but also kind of sad about that. Yeah. It's kind of an end of a, kind of an end of an era. Well, the business, you know, um, Webmaster Radio was built on the conference circuit. And when there was a really strong live conference circuit, um, there was a great market for Webmaster Radio and for, for the uh, three ring circus we brought to any conference we showed up at, um, including the, the, the fabulous search bashes that, that Darren and Brandy would throw. Um, but, you know, business times change, business models change, um, and, 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 and needs in the industry change. So um, we're still standing. That's a, that's 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 a testimony, but it's also kind of kind of bittersweet. Because you know, now I have I'm still standing playing in my head. From <laughs> All apologies. <laughs> it could be it could be worse. <laughs> no, it's a very good song. Okay, so <laughs> I love our subheadline here: define disruptive. Sproutable. Sproutable <laughs> is the uh, new Twitter Spoutable. clone. I'm sorry. Uh, spoutable. I'm sorry. Spoutable <laughs> is the new Twitter clone. <laughs> Um, there's a new Twitter clone coming out seemingly like uh, every month, although I think we're going to see the pace of that accelerate. I understand Instagram is coming out with their own Twitter clone uh, sometime next week, but Spoutable is our Twitter clone of the week, and um, 
it's a great little environment. It reminds me a heck of a lot of Twitter, um, except they are going out of their way to try to create a safe environment. So much so that regular use, like your own, Christine, <laughs> like might be own. considered by some to be disruptive. Yeah, in fact, you were labeled disruptive at that spoutable somehow. Thanks, thanks. No, I, I still don't understand. I have like 20 entire engagements on that site and most of us just retweeting blue check accounts. So I still don't understand what I could possibly have that for. Okay, but, so yeah. for listeners, spoutable was started by a, uh, I forget, I forget, I forget, I'm sorry, I forget the user's name, the, the fellow's name who started spoutable, but um, he's been on a mission to try to um, clean up the social media world and especially uh, clean up the social media world of misinformation bots. Now, whether you agree with their um, methods or tactics, um, the, the intention is to create an environment that's you know free of spam and free of misinformation and and um at the very least spoutable is trying to create a um cleaner safer uh social media environment but the net they've cast <laughs> um, very very wide indeed yeah. so we're we're trying to trace down an ex a real explanation of the uh of the spoutable ratings why would someone like Christine on a fairly minimal number of, um, of, of actual tweets or spouts um, be considered quote unquote disruptive? Well, uh, someone like me gets away with doing just about anything scot free. I don't understand well, that. Yeah, and it's like deceptive tactics or um, uh, toxic trolling. I have not, I don't troll anybody except trolls and then I just block them. Um, but yeah, so I have no clue because literally, if you look at my spoutable, anybody is welcome to. It's got me retweeting blue checks, so I'll have blue normal ratings, and uh, and uh, me. I think I have five actual replies to anybody. So uh, uh, literally twenty, about twenty engagements on the entire site should not rate me anything, let alone sixty-three percent disruptive or sixty-eight percent. I can't see because it's white on yellow. So it's very strange. And I was a big proponent of uh, Spoutable being a possible Twitter replacement, but I put in a um, ticket for this issue three days ago. I haven't heard anything. And if they're using machine learning that is going to trigger off of whatever supposedly is in my five replies or my retweets, which the other accounts are fine. They're all blue, still blue. Blue is the normal color. So who knows? But if, that, if that's how it's going to work, then it's probably not going to take off because I mean, there's no reason my account should be labeled this and um, they're using machine learning to do it. And that means the machine learning has a big flaw in it. And people aren't gonna stay at a site where they're labeled toxic trolls. You know what else, you know what else really <laughs> bothers doing me? Nothing. <laughs> you know what else really kind of bothers me about this? What's up? I mean, you've done almost nothing to get yourself some label. You get some label at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, disruptive, sure, but you got a label. 20. Me, five replies. <laughs> me, I'm here being, I'm here being Joe information and I get tagged normal. At the very least, they could tag me bohemian or something. <laughs> you know, something respectable besides normal. Uh, you uh, know, that's, I, that's I, a, I, rah. 
I, I, and like I said, I only echoed mostly people that are blue checks or all have normal, everything I looked at through it, everything I reposted, all have normal ratings. So I have, I have no idea, but it is, it is, a, it is a message to anybody who's going to do platforms like this, because that's a big problem everyone has with Facebook, right? The random, you posted this, now we're restricting your account and you're like, for what? <laughs> The main account that posted this has 50,000 likes. Why am I getting dinged? Or like on Facebook, you reposted something that's not true. Why did you allow them to continue to post it if it's not true? Like, well, we expected better from you, Christine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so it's all these like random, you know, meanwhile, all the really horrible accounts stay untouched. So. Well, speaking of random and really horrible and actually kind of toxic, um, so we just did the Twitter clone. Let's go back to the original if we have to. Um, so uh, the guy who owns Twitter, formerly richest guy in the world, Elon Musk, turns out um, he's got a, a secret Twitter account that, um, well, I guess the right way to phrase it is as straight up, um, engages in sexual uh, contact with children. Um, that's it. I mean, that's 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 what he is. He 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 has a uh, fake Twitter account where he has a picture of his own child, and he poses as a five or six year old and um, has comments with has conversations with other kids, and sometimes border goes into some pretty bizarre sexual stuff with them. And this is for real. This is this is yeah documented. Yeah, it's, they, 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 it's, it's there. He asked Michael Saylor if he liked Japanese girls. It's a very strange account. We don't know for sure if it's his son, I don't think. Well, the image is of his kid. The image is of his, of his kid. kid. Okay. So he but pretends the... to be a toddler on Twitter in a second account, and then he engages with adults like an adult would with a toddler account. It's very strange. It's very disturbing, especially yeah. given the... Um, level of transphobia and outright hate that Musk is um, engen in engendering against uh, people calling them pedophiles and groomers or suggesting they're pedophiles and groomers when um, he's demonstrably engaging in that behavior himself. That's crazy. It's true. And um... Just along those lines, in case people don't know, Twitter removed its policy against then naming transgender people last week. So yeah, that's that's yeah. that's that's awful in and of itself. Um, For those who don't know what dead naming is, it means that someone was transgender using the name before they transitioned. So that's their dead name. That's the name that they don't relate to, and they have a new name, and that's the one you should use. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's that that that's that's simple respect. Right, exactly, exactly. But, but some wanna, people may not know the, what that term means. I just kind of want to get back to the complex hypocrisy for a sec. Because, um, oh my <laughs> God, that just makes me so angry. Oh, his whole account, would, if you stayed on Twitter during the day, his whole account would make you angry. There's a, oh, well, whole, no, I'm sure yeah. it would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, but using his child, if his child's photo to create a second account that interacts with adults, like it's supposedly a toddler. Obviously, a toddler wouldn't be on Twitter, but it does portray that it's a toddler. And then it has these adult conversations. So it's very weird. Okay. It's very Elon. I mean, very weird, very off. You know, well, this is, off, this is actually a little bit, low, 
this is, I mean, I'm sorry, like uh, sexualized, sexual activity with young people is, um, yeah, that's, 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 uh, I don't even have got words for it, especially given the accusations that are being thrown towards others. You know, yeah. that's just, just hurts my brain and well, in so many different ways. You know, I mean, you know, his California plans had so much racism that the state of California had to get involved, you know, he's, uh, misogyny and in, in, in case, you know, that it's he's terrible. In, uh, civil court. So, but I mean, it's not that offbeat for him. I mean, just, he kind of wasn't basically a great human to begin with. <laughs> so, Pretending that he's a child interacting with people who are adults as a, a child adult, it's just awful. And it's in the whole line of must awfulness. So. Yeah. And I used to be a fan back in the day. So. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, the, the man wanted to change the world and everything. Okay. We got so much news to go through. Um, enough, un, uh, enough masturbating. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the uh, Google... April 2023 review update finished rolling out on April 25th. So that would have been like, what, two days ago, Tuesday. Hence, yeah. might be the reason we're not seeing um, actionable data from Google since uh, Monday. <laughs> but uh, it <laughs> took 13 days to go through. Um, started off on April the 12th. Um, the uh, reviews uh, 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 dropped the name product because it's not just about product reviews it can also you know reviews around you, uh, any reviews to do with, yeah. with that, that, that's appearing on content your site. reviews destinations games movies it doesn't just have to be a product also it is not a core update apparently very had people uh confusing the two it is definitely not a core update and it is in english spanish german french italian vietnamese indonesian russian dutch portuguese and polish if you did not hear your language called it is not in that language <laughs> maybe uh maybe google needs to uh work on its language and come up with a different word for update depending on the context you could have an I algorithm update you can have a uh oh, a I like update. That. here's the worst part they're saying they may not announce review updates anymore so the worst part is because this is a very destructive algorithm and people lose 70 to 90 percent of their content on a regular basis it would be nice if they would continue to tell people when they roll them out so they know if they could ex they fixed it or they didn't fix it so because now it's just going to be a random well it's been six months and nothing's gotten better so i guess whatever we did didn't work so <laughs> it's kind and of and that's I, really really problematic well okay how to say very, this. it is problematic very well, problematic. okay um it is problematic and it is it is in um because We've gotten used to Google telling us, um, in this case, this is an actionable area of the website, an element you can work on. And you know, that, that's concrete. We, we, product update refers, to, or um, I'm sorry, review update rever, refers to reviews. We know this. But there's so many other elements in Google that you know, they, don't, they don't announce. Um, when when, yeah, when, when are they doing more. a content sweep on you? Um, when are they, you know what I mean? When are they, when are they checking? Um, uh, uh, not the, not the I, same. I, mean, I know it's not the same. I know it's not the same, but there's so many things that go into Evergreen. This, this may just be yet another set of factors that are also flowing into Evergreen. Yes, it may be flowing into Evergreen. That would be why they do it. Or they're running machine learning at a regular, like regularly, and I can't tell you. But 
I differ on this on the core one. So the core one is you'll knock you around a bit, right? 20% or 30%. This is knocking people off a cliff, like 70, 90%. And the one site I'm working with now before they got with me, they have been down to near zero since last summer. So not knowing when another update runs means whatever we're fixing. Now, hopefully I'm good at my job and I hope that I do know and figure it out, but not having any confirmation that you fix what needed to be fixed. Like, hey, it rolled out again. We didn't get a big boost. Okay, that's not what it is. Cause they're not really specific in this case, right? They're like use experience and specifications. And there's lots of little details that go into it. So you don't know exactly what's gonna move the lever, especially since it's new, but you know, a year old or year and a half, something like that. But, well, but the problem is by not announcing it, they're not giving the site owners a fair chance to understand what, what is working, what's not working in this set of algorithms. And since it's so destructive, they should give people that opportunity. Well, to your point, as we understand it about review-based algorithms now, um, they come, they look at what you're doing, they make their judgment, and you're stuck with that until a new set of reviews come along. I'm sorry, until a new a new algorithm update comes along and they got to review your whole thing all over. You got to evaluate your whole setup all over again. That's as we understand them now. Yeah. Are they going to continue to operate that way? Or again, will they flow into what I call the evergreen environment, which is constantly checking, constantly churning? Well, the, even the evergreen environment, though, still has delays. Like the average, I don't know if it's still this way, but like last time it was confirmed a couple of years ago, you know, Penguin takes three or four months to run in the course mm -hmm. ranking factors. You know, Panda, Panda's there, but it's kind of a different version of it. And, and But they're not like when Penguin came out, it absolutely destroyed your site, right? And it was like one of the most catastrophic No recovery. No recovery. You couldn't even create a new site because they transferred it to you. So there's, there's, if they could figure out the new site was your site, they would transfer Penguin to the new site. So you'd go up for a couple of months and it would transfer over and you'd die and you wouldn't know why. And it was like two years between the last two updates. So it took that long to recover, two years. Well, but, but, but those moved into the regular algorithms and then they're not destructive like that. You know, now it just devalues your links. It doesn't devalue the whole site. So yeah, you're going to go down, but it's because your link value is removed, not because your site's under suppression until it rolls again. So the problem with this one is they have a lot of clients, you know, not a lot of clients. I'm sorry. I I've seen a lot of sites that are 70, 90% down that are not going to have any way to know when they've actually fixed it because they won't have a rollout. Right now. Measure. At this exact moment in time, I'm juggling seven clients, all of whom, except one, have extremely complex issues. Okay, actually, one of them's kind of mm -hmm. kind of golden. I'm loving those guys. But that's, <laughs> um, there's no possible way for me to keep track of what I've done here or there or there against um, updates at Google or fluctuations in ranking or in algorithms, unless I meticulously to the point of OCD, write stuff down. This is really important. Annotate everything from now on. Like, yeah. if it's going to be months between, like, like Christine, then quite regularly, like Christine, it takes three months to roll through um, a Panda update. I'm sorry, a Penguin update. Um, you better know when you made changes to the link profile on um, April 1st, so that when um, July 31st rolls around, you can start seeing effects of things. More right. or less, also, you, can, you can trace back at any rate. And also on an announced update, you'd be like, oh, great, it's rolling out. And I'll see people online 
oh, I'm making fixes now. It's like, people, oh, it's too oh, late. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be, we don't know the exact window, but to be safe, you need to make sure all your changes are in about a month ahead of time of an update. They all seem to go about three or four months now apart. So if you're getting in the week before and you don't get a bump, you can easily say we didn't get into that update as opposed to, I don't know. <laughs> so. I day of if you freak out if google announces they're doing an update and you freak out trying to get right with that update um yeah <laughs> that's helped nobody except your therapist who has yeah. uh, put another of their kids through college on, on your back and let's let's face it we have all as seos woken up one morning and looked at analytics and gsc and went oh <gasps> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't help too deeply. But yeah, we've just gone, uh, yeah, we've gone pit of the stomach. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And, you know, running around trying to fix things. So it's, uh, yeah. So, but I do think they should, I do think they should um, announce updates like this until the, such a time when they devalue its ability to destroy a site. Oh. Right now, that hasn't happened. They're still destroying sites. So. Um, Google does keep a. Does, does Google not publish a uh, a list of um of up? They might they might announce it publish publicly, but do they not do they not publish a list of updates in their dev talks? Only announced ones. So like this is they're talking. They haven't said for sure this is going to be unannounced, but they have suggested that they will not be announcing this one in the future. And like with Penguin, what they did before they rolled it into Evergreen was they gave one more update. And it didn't do, from what we could tell, much devaluations, but it gave everyone that should have gotten a boost, a boost. And then it went back into, it went into the evergreen mode and then it changed how it worked. So it couldn't devastate a site like that, unless you were like literally buying links and it devalued all your links. The problem with this one is it's fairly new. There's not a lot of definite advice on how to fix it. So without having, I think what Google's going, well, we won't announce it, then they can't reverse engineer it. We don't announce it. I can't help a client fix it. The clients that usually get hit by things like this aren't the big guys. They may get hit a little, but they have a lot of other strengths that help keep them from losing 90% of their traffic. The, the guy I'm working with right now, he had a business during the pandemic that got slaughtered by the pandemic because it required in-person people. And so he created this great site in a niche and he's got good content and he's got experts, you know, to review the products and stuff. It just wasn't written and presented in the way that Google wants it for a product review update. So we're fixing all that, but we don't know exactly what's going to trigger the lever because they don't tell you that many specifics. It's like, and here's like what annoys content, me, basically. Here's what annoys me about, about, about what Google said, as you phrased it, they're afraid of us reverse engineering it if they announce it. That gives us a little bit too much credit, don't you? Think? <laughs> not, like, not really. when's the last time you reverse engineered one of Google's algorithms? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. You make we, some pretty we, good educated. No, no, you make some pretty good yeah. educated guesses. You make some excellent educated guesses, but that's all they are. Same with mine. Well, sure. I don't know. Find... I'm just pretty sure. Google grew up in the day, though, with like you know Bozer and Oilman and all the ones that were at that time reverse engineering because you could. Wow. Yeah, but that was that was that was that was when um, you could actually, you know, like that that, that 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 was when yeah, it was possible because there's way too many factors now. So, yeah, well, my, I'm pretty good at like being able to determine what we need to fix and getting a recovery on the first go. No, and sometimes the second go, but that's but not reverse my, engineering the algorithm. No, 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 but it is understanding what levers to push. But, sure. Um, but I think, and this is just my personal opinion, and this has no reflection on like John and Martin and Gary, because I'm talking about Google corporate, not them. Mm -hmm. But I think Matt Cutts, because he ran all that stuff, 
he knew that their product was really what websites they delivered. And he needed to have a relationship with SEOs because we could make the sites better because we could tell site owners what to do in a way that Google couldn't. And I don't think Google corporate likes having us <laughs> that much. So they keep on pushing this just strike good content thing. And that's not that simple, but just write good content. Good content's amazing. And it's a big part of it, but there are a lot of other things that can keep your site hampered down if you, even with good content. So, but I think they like to push that narrative. So they want us to know as little as possible. You know, even if you do write good content, <laughs> Google may come <laughs> along and uh, change just like my, on you. Just like my poor guy. I mean, he's a really nice guy. He's not doing anything shady. He just presented it in a way well, because he's just some guy putting a site together that Google didn't like for product review updates. So come on, Google, at least give us another few product review updates announced so we know how to help these people whose livelihoods depend on it because the ones getting killed aren't the big billion dollar companies. It's the poor person like this guy who just supplemented his income because he got killed by the pandemic. That, 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 that is true. Yeah. Um, okay, so again, as I said, even if you do write good content, Google might come and rewrite it on you. Google has been accused again it's been seen out in the wild of um, uh, rewriting titles. This is no. something that, that really annoys the heck out of me. I get why they do it, but mm, I don't, I don't, I don't, get I don't even, I don't understand at all why they do it. <laughs> I have a theory, and this is only a theory, not based on any fact, just knowing what Google's working towards. Yeah. Is, is they started doing this around the time of mum. And mom was kind of before ChatGPT could go around the internet and compile things and make a, make a, it could answer an entire question with images and text and everything without having um, to do search, right? But they can't replace search because they make no money. But um, so I think that they have been testing what title tags work. So when they do create documents that way, they have a way to write title tags. Cause they do weird things. Like they change your, your pipe to a, to a, a bar. Mm -hmm. They, they take out your domain name, like your company name. They, they rewrite, they took words out of, I had a company, like they did a lot of APIs and, and Google took API out of all the titles. Yep. Well, that doesn't help. I am really waiting to be honest. I really do think a big company would have a case for to sue Google over this. They would, because I, they would, I, 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 I can't that. mention the company name, but yeah. I am obligated to write certain things into certain titles for one of the companies I work for. One hundred. That happens. Like, yes. Uh, if I don't do this, if I don't write it in a certain standard, um, I'm going to get one warning, and then they're going to find another SEO <laughs> to work well, with no, them. No, it's true. There's a lot of industries where this is very true that you have to write exactly what needs to be in the title. There's and there's there's legal, legal reasons, reasons for this. Yeah. There's legal reasons and Google's the, I, I, sorry, just to me, the arrogance of rewriting people's title tags. That is what gets people to click through your site. You know what works for your site. Not everyone does it, of course, but by rewriting them, one, owner's not learning anything because the owners that aren't rewriting their, are writing their own title tags and never even see that you rewrote them. But your decline, I mean, I had one client that lost 30% click through rate on their main terms because Google rewrote the titles. Yep. And that's business loss that Google is causing. And I'm really waiting for somebody to, to like lay the lawsuit out so they'll stop doing it. Cause it's not helpful. I don't think that they write a title better than someone who's actually writing titles. So SEOs out there, here's what we want you to do. <laughs> actually, no, we, we don't want you to do this, but it would be really, really, you know, it might be effective. We got to piss Raya Drysdale off. 
Because when Rhea Drysdale gets pissed off about something like this, action gets taken and things change. She wants she want to save the action. She wants to save the term SEO from being patented by, by somebody, by, by, by taking action and, and uh, disputing it at the U.S. Patent Office. Um, and you don't want to, and you really don't want to be on the wrong side of Rhea Drysdale being pissed off. That's, that's why I suggest it. Even Google's scared of her. Um, <laughs> Well, hopefully Google will be more scared of a billion dollar company with a lawsuit and team of lawyers. They're like, uh, you cost us 30% of our revenue by changing our title tag. So uh, we'd like you to stop doing that. <laughs> well, they might be more scared of a multi-billion dollar company and all their lawyers, but you know, Raya can be pretty scary. Um, but no, actually they, 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 they should be more scared of a multi-billion dollar company and all their lawyers. And that's going to happen one of these days if they don't, um, if they, if they don't respect, um, the, uh, the, the, the frameworks that, that, well, that. yeah, <laughs> well, um, you know, the way I see it is because we're so, what we do is so divorced from the upper levels of the company. No one has put two and two together yet, but, and they don't often see the rewritten title tags. Of course, now there are uh, programs like Sightbulb will report on that for you. But, um, but <laughs> when someone realizes that their legal title had been changed to something they illegally can't put in that title, or they lost, like my company, 30% of their revenue because Google took API out of their title tags. So I'm hoping some company goes forward and, and puts, a, puts an end to that because it's really not right or fair to the companies that they do that. No, not at all. So if that actually, if that is happening, I don't know um, who you can complain to except perhaps Danny Sullivan or uh, report, um, it to, uh, report it to Barry Schwartz, Roger Monty, uh, uh, people at Search Engine Land or whomever. Um, but if it is happening to you, let, let people in SEO forms know what's happening. Um, the more SEOs speak out about it, the better chance we have of Google um, finding better things to do with their time. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that, I do not have all the story here, so I apologize for throwing in something we haven't discussed previously, but I do know there was something this week about Google actually changing business names and titles too, like Salesforce. Um, was sales space capital F O R C E? And oh, yeah, that's that's and, that's that's machine learning screwing up. They yes, screw and up. they were very angry, and they were tweeting, and they saw. I think it was Danny Sullivan, and then, but I'm not 100 sure it was Danny um, talking. And they're like, "Well, here, here's a link. Here's you can report it. Blah blah blah." And they're trying to fix it, but that's again rewriting title text. So Salesforce are very angry because it's sales lowercase one word with force. And that's their branding. Indeed. So they're very angry, like you're destroying our brand here and we're not happy. So who knows, maybe Salesforce will be the first one to sue them over changing title tags. Well, if anybody can say sorry in just about any Star Trek language, it would be Danny. And if anyone's <laughs> going to understand sorry in just about any Star Trek language, it would be Mark over at Salesforce. So it'll, it'll yeah. even out, I'm sure. It'll even out. Yeah, sure. But I just thought that was kind of funny part of that. Okay, um, what do we got? Here's a cool one. Uh, WordPress has been um, working really hard in the background to improve um, its server-side performance. New WordPress themes um, under WordPress 6.2 um, are going to uh, be faster. They're gonna, the uh, 6.2 um, is a philosophical focus on uh, website performance at every step of development. And WordPress 2 says they're going to catch problems at the time changes are introduced rather than uh, 
letting you bring it into your live version. So as you're work, working away in your busy week environment in, WordPress, in uh, WordPress, WordPress is going to go uh, say to you, hey, don't do that. This is a big mistake. I think that's very cool. I think it's very cool. Apparently, their last several versions, they did a big performance enhancing in one place, enhancement, and, mm -hmm. and that caused other problems. So they were very much slower, and they had a, a decrease in their performance. So this is very good news. And they actually added um, to a, a, a person role and a, and like a machine learning or engineering role, and that is they have a new performance lead role to coordinate the teams on WordPress. And they have automated benchmarking, which is what you're talking about, which is they will detect issues as they arise as opposed to later on. So that's really good news because, you know, for uh, small businesses, medium-sized businesses, WordPress is a great tool for them. And it's really good to know that they're working on the performance. Well, it's also good to know that WordPress, how to say this, I, I, I got the sense that um, WordPress didn't take Wix or Squarespace, Squarespace seriously enough for like long enough and then, that allowed both um, uh, both of the other um, platforms to improve and improve and improve and improve. And then suddenly, um, they're actually a fairly credible offering. And WordPress has just sort of been lagging behind. This is really good to see. Uh, uh, it's almost like it's almost like somebody lit the same fire under them that Bing lit under Google Google just a few months ago. Very true. Uh, uh, interesting enough, Wix got to where they got to because they started taking on the SEO industry and, and get kind of demolished. And then they took us on as advisors and improved their products. So. Um, well, indeed. And that's the, that's, yeah. that's the kind of thing that, 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 um, how to say it, that, uh, I think the community, the web development community really wants to see from groups like WordPress, uh, or, or, or Wix. Now, no, no, to be Morty over Wix, um, is an S former SEO himself, right? Uh, yes. Um, so, uh, so he gets he gets the importance. But then again, half the crew of WordPress come from come from the Yoast environment, and they're all <laughs> they're all SEO. Um, they're not necessarily SEOs, but they're all SEO focused. I think WordPress is a little different though because it's not just a corporate environment where there's people with roles to to do all this stuff. So. Absolutely. And, there's and then there's a lot of, you know, uh, contrib contributions from the WordPress community and WordPress developers and, you know, things like that. Okay. There's been a little bit of uh, confusion out in the community about Google's crawlers um, ever since Google introduced uh, it's uh, a new crawler um, was last week, two weeks ago. There's been, I guess, a bit of confusion out there about who does what, when, and what you should be seeing in your logs. So Google went out of its way to... Um, published documentation. There are three types of crawlers. Googlebot, who you know and love and who respects your robot text rules. <laughs> Far more often than not. Um, okay, Googlebot mostly respects your robot text rules, but if you really want to get it done, get it done on page. Um, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Sure. Then there are special case crawlers, crawlers that perform special functions, like AdBot is, would be an example. They may or may not respect robot text rules, which is what you should assume about Googlebot too. Um, and then there are user triggered fetchers, tools and products that function when the end user triggers a fetch. Um, Google Site Verifier. Um, probably many of the tools that we would use in Search Console would be an example of a user triggered fetcher. Um, these fetchers don't care about robots text. Just like Because you asked it to crawl the site. 
yeah, because you told it to do this. <laughs> and and, and, and this that. also yeah. isn't bringing anything back into the live time environment. This is for a very specific use case, like your use case. Now, now to back up for a second on the Google bot, and you said it's something important that people may not know. Google, it says in here, Google always respects robots. Does not. It, it does not. Because if you have, let's say, a million links pointing to a page, Google will say, well, they might have accidentally put that page in there, so we're going to follow it anyway. So yep. doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't always. Um, it usually does. It doesn't always. Also, I asked Gary if, uh, if some of this would be AI crawling, and he said, yeah, sure, somewhere. And so I have a feeling in the special case crawlers that may or may not respect your robot text. Um, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to find AI training in, in those. I could be wrong, but um, that would be the main reason I see for, for them adding a special case crawler that might not respect your robot text. Well, again, okay. if you want, this is so important. And Google themselves has said this. So this, it's actually kind of annoying to see them to say one thing on one hand and another thing on another. Um, Google themselves has said, if you want to guarantee we're not going to surface a page, no index it. Yeah. Right at page level uh, in the but head. In the head. Don't put it in the robots text, though, because then it won't read the no index. And yeah. It will yeah. Still, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. So AI is sitting in here somewhere. Well, that's a good segue into Google's <laughs> going to be introducing a uh, AI enhanced search uh, sometime next month. Um, yeah. Now this is just weird. features though, just features. And only about a million people are going to get access to the project's features <laughs> as part of the first first batch or test round. Um, and I'm hoping it'll be a, one of those million will either be me or Christine, but maybe not. Uh, around 30 million users. <laughs> Are going to have access by the end of 2023 and i imagine um should the robots overlords allow us to live into 2024 we'll all have access after that well it is kind of funny because as jim said it's kind of a small number considering according to semrush there are 4.7 billion google users so this would mean a very 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 tiny percentage of people will get access yeah, and that probably yeah. means not you or me or them. <laughs> you, you, the, the the person over there. I'm pointing at you. You're probably not getting it either. <laughs> well, we'll know if someone in the SEO community has it because it'll be all. Oh yeah, it'll be all over the place. Thirty seconds, seconds later. <laughs> Five bucks says Brett paid gets one. Um, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, on the other hand, says Meta wants to give AI agents to billions of people. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so according to Mark, to Mark Zuckerberg, we're exploring chat experience in WhatsApp and Messenger, visual creation tools for posts in Facebook and Instagram and ads, and over time, video and multi-module experiences. Zuckerberg expects these tools will be valuable for everyone from regular people to creators to businesses to, well, he didn't say it, but to um, bad political actors. Um, so yeah, we're all going to have AI in our pocket awful soon, courtesy of Meta. Yeah, well, we'll see, because we're all supposed to be on 3D head devices. To say, <laughs> like Meta is quickly becoming the Google of innovation of innovative tools, right? <laughs> like, yeah, well, see, here's my, I, this is just my personal theory on this. This is not anything, anything, you know, research or whatever, but Mark Zuckerberg put himself in a position to never, ever lose power at Facebook. He can never be taken away. So I don't know that he listens as much as he should to other people. So um, that's why there's a lot of problems at Meta, according to articles that have been mm -hmm. published. So we'll see if in this case, he lets the AI people actually do the AI work, AI work and then maybe it'll be successful. 
We'll see. I don't know. We will see. Um, AI, yeah. I understand actually that uh, there's a much smaller stripped down version of AI coming out very soon that will actually work on a home computer. Um, doesn't need as much uh, processing power or um, electricity. Um, so uh, AI is coming to a uh, monitor very, very near you very, very soon. I'm sorry, a hard drive near you very, very soon. Um, okay, we got time for one or two more stories. Um, this one is, okay, this one is really weird. Um, there's a bipartisan effort in, uh, in the US Congress to try to limit um, social media platforms to um, children 13 or older. Well, 13 and under and then 13 and older. So they have two different. Two different, two different classes yeah. of social media? Yeah, no access under 13, uh, parental permission 13 to 17. So I remember when I was young and I wasn't allowed to do stuff. That was the very <laughs> first thing I went out and did. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know, I try to keep kids off the internet or try to keep kids off places they aren't to be on the internet. I, is, this gonna, I, is this even possible? That's the thing, right? How do you, how do you enforce that? Like, I mean, they could put big fines on companies. That'd probably be the easiest way to try to enforce it. Because right now it's the honor system. Hey, I'm 13 and older. I can be on here, but I might be eight. And there's no way to know, know that. So I, I was listening to some legal experts and their analysis of this, and none of them thought there's any easy way for them to enforce something like this. And it is an, it is an issue. There are definitely a lot of research that researches uh, shows a lot of correlation with um, negative issues, mental health issues, and especially in girls, especially teenagers. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, you know, get yourself a good net nanny if you're a parent, right? Put something on devices and computers to make sure they're not getting places you don't want them to get or shouldn't get because free access to social media and leads to other things that you may not want your kids to, to see. And it's monitored on those platforms, but it's not in the links that are linked to necessarily. Oh. Um, but yeah, I don't see how the government's going to monitor the other forces. I really, I really don't. I understand the motivation is probably in the right place because kids under 13 getting access to certain types of social can be very damaging and also for teenagers. But like you said, if you're going to tell them they can't be on it, and they're saying they're going to go buy themselves a you know burner phone, smartphone, and be using that in their bedroom at night with a flashlight. So uh, better, better handled, I think, at the home level where you monitor what goes in and out of your devices. I know kids who make raspberry pies in the workroom in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. There's actually there's a session. At, there's a DEF CON uh, mini conference for kids up to um, have all the stuff. Yeah. I was always like, that's really cool, but I'd be really, as a parent. We really didn't have cool stuff kids. like that when I was a kid. Yeah, right? It's like, if people don't know, DEF CON is the hacking conference in Vegas, but they have a whole section and they have different sections up to, I think, 17 or 18, and they try to find vulnerabilities and then they report them to get the money and the money goes to a charity the kids pick. So they'll find a vulnerability in like a kid's software. And so it's cool, right? And then they send it off. And at the end of the award ceremony, at the end of the conference, they have the kids come up on stage and everyone applauds them and everything. It's very cool. But that's a lot of trust in a kid to give them hacking skills when they're like 10. Well, so, again, if, yeah. if, if, if a kid is entered, has entered, has been entered at a DEF CON for kids, yeah. they already have the skills. Um, no, probably, you ain't, you ain't giving parents. them nothing. They yeah. can't take themselves. Yeah, that's true. 
but I, I, I really don't, I mean, I just don't really understand how they would be able to enforce this, except for, like I said, through the social media companies. Yeah, indeed, oh, indeed. Yeah, I, yeah. There's, there's a, but, but again, think of the revenues we're talking about here. In fact, okay, uh, this is supposed to be actually a segue to Google versus Bing revenues. But for a second, like the social media revenues are still pretty spiffy high, unless of course you're at Twitter. Um, but okay, so this is the last one we're going to be able to cover for the day. I'm afraid we're really running short on time. Um, Google ad revenues are flat for the for. Um, uh, last quarter of uh, of uh, of Q4 uh, 2020. I'm sorry, uh, for Q1 2023, uh, Bing ads were Bing ad revenues were up 10 percent in the last quarter of 2023. But in subsequent weeks, we've seen Google revenues rise and Microsoft revenues flatline. I think that was the AI bump that uh, Microsoft gave itself at the beginning of the year. The, I'm sorry, I missed that last part there. Well, Microsoft revenues were up in Q1 2024, while Google ad revenues were down slightly. Well, they were flat in Q1 2024. Yeah. But in subsequent weeks, Google's rising slightly, while Microsoft is flatlining. Well, and also Google ads on search were up, but YouTube was down. So that's what the flat line was. So it wasn't that Google search was down, which actually I'm encouraged by because they cleaned up the results a lot this past quarter. So maybe they'll keep them cleaner. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think with, with Bing, it's probably just like the initial attraction to the chat, you know. Yeah, the, the, the their, their, yeah. their artificial AI bump. That's what yeah. I'm calling it. Me too, yeah, same thing. Yep, so, um, if you're if you if you're holding Goog, it's not so. Um, they beat Wall Street's expectations, and they are slowly rising again. It's not like they flatlined or anything. Um, if you're holding MFST, hold tight. But um, uh, 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 that 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 massive surge was a uh, was a blip. Yeah, apparently a blip. Um, I think that's about it. We've gone. We've certainly gone full circle. Um, on behalf of uh, Christine Chackinger from Sites Without Walls, it's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You have been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. It is the 27th of April, 2023. Happy birthday, Matt. It's my little brother's birthday today. Um, and uh, friends, stay well, uh, be kind to each other, rank well, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.